Hello and welcome to the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy Balance and Fall Special Interest Group podcast. This podcast is done by the interviewee of Jillian McLean, who is one of the leaders in the Balance and Fall Special Interest Group for the Academy. And this podcast will be interviewing a tri-alliance of the ANPT Balance and Falls the Geriatric Academy Balance and Falls, and the Oncology Academy Balance and Falls SIG Chairs, who've created a tri-alliance and a course that they are presenting at CSM called Cross-Collaboration to Reduce Preventable Falls, an Oncology Geriatrics Neurology Balance and Falls SIG Tri-Alliance Symposium. This symposium will be at CSM 2020 in Denver, Colorado, February 15th, from 11 to 1 in the Colorado Convention Center, rooms 108, 110, and 112. We hope to see you there. And with that, I'll hand the microphone over to Jillian. Thank you, Julie. I'm excited to talk to the three of you this evening. And I kind of want to just start with where did this come from? Where how did you guys decide to collaborate between these sections um, and kind of put this all together? It started out um, by... Um, my name is Erlaine and I'm from the Oncological, uh, Oncology Academy. And we are brand new Balance and Falls SIG. I mean, we aren't even two years old yet. And in becoming a founding member of that Balance and Falls SIG, I looked around for ways to really kind of increase what we can do and become effective. And so I immediately, of course, went to Neuro and Jerry in their SIGs and kind of looked at their websites. And um, I just know that we needed a lot of, uh, of, I wouldn't say help, but I thought, gee, if we could just kind of tag on a little bit to what you all are doing and kind of join something instead of reinventing the wheel, kind of stand on the shoulders of giants, we could um, probably do a lot more. So I really appreciate how open they have been to kind of come aboard and help me. And um, that's, that's really the impetus for this. I, the other thing is I thought, well, who doesn't have an older patient uh, that's probably had a cancer diagnosis that has some kind of neurological impairment. So to me, that very common patient made a lot of sense for us to get together and put our heads together to see what we could come up with for our practice. Jennifer? Yep, I just happened to be lucky enough to get on board with these two um, wonderful genius ladies. Um, we definitely not only are appreciative of the Tri-Alliance, but we realize that we've already learned so much from one another. So even though we're that kind of experts in our areas of balance and fall prevention, we realized um, just by working together that we do better together. Um, you know, there may be something I'm not thinking about of a patient who's in remission from cancer, but more is here to see me for um, other geriatric related issues that cause them to be at increased risk of falls. And I'm not necessarily looking at potentially the cause of uh, maybe having had chemotherapy in the past, et cetera. Um, or maybe the patient has um, some sort of a, a post-stroke or some sort of stable neurologic disorder. And um, we've just learned so much from one another every time. And I just think that it will continue, hopefully, as this trial alliance continues, even as, as we um, potentially move off as chairs in the next couple of years. Yeah, well said. Um, I, and this is Julie, I, I would just add 
that I think the dream is uh, started and we're very excited from this collaborative work, um, which you get to find out more about if you come to the symposium. Uh, we'd like to see it grow bigger. I Just looking at the study toolkit, which has a lot of applicability across neurologic populations that I think we start there and build using the core measures that ANPT published. Um, the, the study enhancements include pharma, community pharmacy screening and tools in the toolkit, which would be a wonderful collaboration to pull somebody in from the pharmacy field and, and even other fields beyond to have a crosstalk dialogue because our patients need all of us, right? They don't, they don't fit into these thin slices of oncology or neurology or geriatrics. They usually blend multiple and beyond. Um, so this has, been, this has been lovely. Well, good. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you three have got already learned each other, so much from each other. And so the rest of us can also reap the benefits from the three of you collaborating. Are there any resources out there already that people can be using in their clinic um, to help them screen for, you know, the, the whole person, maybe not just in those silos? Jennifer, so Jennifer I'll start. Yeah, yeah. Because we kind of took geriatrics as the baseline for screening because there, it, there is um, quite a bit of uh, more information out there for general geriatrics. Again, you've got the study toolkit. And I think we all agree that that's a pretty solid um, screening tool to at least start with. Um, another uh, screening document that you can look at that's great is the Clinical Practice Guideline from the Geriatric Academy from 2015 uh, by Avon et al. And that's a good baseline as well. So then um, I'll let Julie take over as far as adding some components with regards to neurologic considerations. Okay, thank you for passing the baton. So speaking of Avon, for people who can attend and even those who cannot, if you go into the downloads for CSM, uh, we created, after much time and deliberation and collaboration, a, a pretty extensive handout that's based off of AVEN. Uh, and I think that's a lot of where the learning happened, is how could we put this together and make it something not too lengthy. Uh, and we found a lot of commonalities by having that cons uh, constriction of, of needing to have something that was handout-sized and incorporated the differences and similarities across our three areas of focus. Um, to add to that in the neurology area, we've got a wonderful core measure set and some podcasts that if you haven't already listened to them, I think our stroke special interest group has had uh, Jane Sullivan and, and do a podcast talking about these core measures. But this is where a, a consensus of the, you know, a big group of people really talks about what are the right measures. And they came up with a small set that they're calling core that really across any neurologic diagnosis, if, if you're treating in your clinic, you can use the standard set of measures across the board, which means your clinic will get better at using the measures, administering them, talking about them with the patient and feeling confident about what the scores mean. Um, and the patients will not get overwhelmed with, you know, different measures every time they go or, or, or measures that are administered differently each time. And I'll I hand it off a, to a really good. Oh, good. Just to tag on, thank you. Just to tag on to what you were saying, 
today we had a conversation about cognitive load. And I, I think that um, it's great that we have many resources that are already out there, but I think the symposium should help reduce some of that cognitive load that the therapists are feeling when they're trying to, de to, to, to determine what would be the best tool. So yeah, we'll give uh, the clinicians that are there many more options, but yet we will try to follow a similar um, thought process to try to limit what they're doing and then just try to hone in on um, how to become better at those um, few specific tasks and, and kind of do it in a way mindful of not being, not only being efficient, but being respectful to the fact that there are probably um, some differences between the diagnoses and, and our cutoff values and what have you, because it can be quite a lot to try to pull all that together and figure out, well, exactly what data should I use? Where's the evidence? And um, to answer your question about what is already out there, um, there are plenty of edge groups that have much of the information published. But I think this crosstalk has really helped us hone it in, like you said, like with the core measures, to give people an idea of what is um, important to each of our disciplines. We had to make it efficient because we have two hours <laughs> to do it. So I think we did, I think we pulled it off. That's, that's awesome. I know is, I'm a young clinician and sometimes we all get overwhelmed by, well, what's the perfect outcome measure for this patient? Um, I know in, in my residency program, we focus a lot on finding those right outcome measures. So it's, it's nice that you guys are also thinking about you know, some kind of not an algorithm per se, but something to kind of help people narrow that down to um, make it a little bit more efficient in the clinic. And this is Jennifer, and we noticed that there actually are some commonalities um, between some of the EDGE and or other documents on what would potentially be the most efficient, but also works amongst the different populations. Another thing I'd like to talk about is uh, even though you think balance and falls, you think function and some common risk factors, other things we liked, um, decided to put together were um, other screening tools. So almost secondary screening, if you think that sleep is an issue, um, if you think fatigue is an issue. So those secondary kind of risk factors that might be affecting your patients, we wanted to provide that information for the clinicians as well. And I think that is so important. Um, I know in our clinic, we not only do those things, but we also do it for a pelvic floor as well. Because um, I know in this population, that, that sometimes goes under the rug because everything else is, is happening. So I think it's, it's cool um, now that we're all becoming those secondary screen tools are starting to come out as well to make us good whole clinicians with all of this collaboration. And we're getting near the end of our time. So do you guys, each of you have a little nugget of knowledge or something you want to talk about um, for the, the talk that's coming up in a couple weeks? So um, I would just encourage people to attend this course. Um, it will be interactive and it, I, I believe it will take information you think you know and have you see it as though it's for the first time because we'll pull out some highlights that can improve your measurement of your clients and make you feel much more confident in how you choose your measures and how you use them and talk about them with your clients. Well said, Julie. This is Jennifer. I'll go next. Um, I think it's, 
very well said again, Julie. Uh, I'd like to also say that, you know, while we're suggesting some screening tools, another thing that we talked about and we'll only briefly hit on is the importance of the assessment and picking the correct kind of more in-depth assessment and outcomes measure that really speaks to what your patient's issues are. For example, don't always use the BERG or the functional gait assessment, but if your patient's having difficulty with specific tasks that align with those particular outcome measures, then you're really going to get those impairments and you're going to capture what those patients issues and level of function is, as well as hopefully see improvements in those areas. So that goes a little bit beyond our talk, but I think it's important to, to talk about. All right. Last but not least, Erlaine. Oh, well, thank you very much. Well, I'd have to say, I want to talk about something that's a little bit less um, about the, the educational thing. I think that this is actually a pretty fun talk. Uh, I, I'm pretty informal when I talk and speak, but we have this really neat way, I think, to deliver the information doing a Where's Waldo game. And I think that the, I think that the audience is going to like that because we try to be creative in showing uh, how to do certain t simple screening tasks that we do every single day, probably. And you know, we look at videos that are already out there and we actually try to dissect out what could be better or worse and not to pick on the people who've done these videos because there are reasons why you might not have um, done them in the exact perfect way that the, the primary author of this test has suggested. And um, so we're not trying to criticize anybody because we all do it. And that was one thing that we all, we were discovering as we were going through this whole process is we, we were discovering that, oh, well, I could do a little bit better on this, the tug. As simple as the tug is, there are so many nuances, but I think that we don't do it in such a, um, a monotonous way. I think um, the way we have created the, the learning, it, especially if you're a visual learner, it's gonna be a really neat presentation. So I hope that people come in and they can give us some feedback because it certainly is something I'm going to use with my staff. Really happy that I got the chance to talk with you guys this evening. And I hope a lot of people are attending your session to really get this information so they can bring it back to their own clinics and really make everything more efficient. Julie, do you have any closing remarks? So my closing would, remark would be come have fun with balance and falls across uh, diagnoses at the CSM 2020, Denver, Colorado, February 15th Symposium, Cross-Collaboration to Reduce Preventable Falls and Oncology Geriatric Neurology Balance and Falls SIG Tri-Alliance Symposium. It's got the program number ON1707. It's from 11 to 1 in the Colorado Convention Center, rooms 108, 110, and 112. And there are three really fun collaborative uh, speakers from oncology, geriatrics, and neurology uh, who are looking forward to hearing about your clinical practice and helping you improve it. Hey, thank whoop, you guys whoop. for joining us. <laughs> End it with a whoop whoop. Come on, whoop, everyone. Whoop. See you in Colorado, everybody. Thanks. Yeah, looking forward to it. Good.